Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Rabbi Dan Lieberman and this is the 10-Minute Pirkei Avot Podcast. So now we have the 16th Mishnah of the first chapter of Pirkei Avot. Rabban Gamliel Haya Omer, Rabban Gamliel used to say, Rav, appoint for yourself a teacher, this Talek Minasafek, and remove yourself from all uncertainty. umadot. And don't give excess tithes, excess ma'asir, uh, by not measuring properly. So, Rabban Gamliel. Who's Rabban Gamliel? Rabban Gamliel is again, elder Rabban Gamliel, uh, in contradiction to his grandson, Rabban Gamliel. Uh, he was, this Rabban Gamliel was a grandson of Hillel. Uh, and until him, there were Zugot, there were pairs of rabbis, Shmai, Naftalion, Hillel, and Shammai, all, the, all those other ones. Now he serves as the Nasi, the leader. There's no Avbet Din, he's in charge. So he... Was he lived just before uh, the destruction of the second Beit Hamidrash, and he made many enactments. He's very famous, Rabban Gamliel. Um, many things. So he didn't. Re- if you have a look in the Mishnah, usually it says that Kiblu Mehem. He received a tradition from them. Toisus Yomtev explains this that since Hillel and Shammai uh, were really in dispute and the. The houses of Hillel and Shammai were in such dispute. There was no actual tradition to pass on anymore because it became so divided. So the, there was no real common tradition, uniform tradition. So it wouldn't be accurate to say that the full tradition had been received by Rabbi Gamaliel because he came from the line of Hillel. Anyway, Rabbi Gamaliel says like this. Make your teacher, make yourself a teacher. Appoint a teacher for yourself and remove yourself from uncertainty. This advice to to get a teacher uh, also appears in in the sixth Mishnah, um, where it talks about um, Torah study and and acquiring textual uh, fluency. Here it's talking about halacha. It's talking about halacha because if you haven't got a teacher, you will not be able to make a halachic decision. For example loads of, I don't know, pick a, pick a halakhic decision, you, you need uh, the oral tradition, you need the, the understanding of how to implement laws, of how to read the Torah, of how to access certain things, you need that in order to, to keep the tradition properly, whether it's in the area of shechita, of slaughtering meat, that which is based on oral tradition, as it says in the book of Devarim, that you kill the meat like I showed you to. Well, it doesn't say anywhere in the Torah how to kill the meat. Um, also in the areas. Give, give another example. The area of marriage. It doesn't say in the Torah how to get married. So therefore you need the, the intervention of, of rabbinical sources in order to, to enable the implementation of the Torah. And that comes through teachers. You can't just pick up a Gemara and start making rules of Halakha. You have to understand how it works. You can't just pick up a Shulchan Aruch and start making rules of Halakha. You need someone to teach you the way, to show you the way, to open the doors for you, and to ensure that you are going in the right path. 
And this is this is your your teacher. You have to find a teacher who who has got things to teach you. Someone who is superior to you in ethics. Someone who is superior to you in intellect. Um, and if you are able to remove, appoint yourself a teacher, make a teacher for yourself, and you'll be able by doing that to remove yourself from uncertainty. Because uncertainty is it always leads to sin. It can lead to going too too strict or not strict enough. You can end up going in, in a different place. And then, of course, you're, you're in doubt as to whether you've done the right thing or not, which leaves you with uncertainty in yourself and a lack of confidence in in your own ability and your, 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 your lack of confidence as a Jewish person, whether you're pleasing Hashem or not, whether you're doing the things which Hashem wants you to do. All, all of these all of these things we can we can end up, if we're not careful, we can end up making ourselves upset and, and becoming despondent. So take out the element of uncertainty by finding a mentor, find a teacher who is able to teach you the things we need to do, the, 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 the matters in which we rule, the matters in which we behave, and also the manner in which we implement all of the, all of the traditions that we have. When it comes to the Torah, it, you know, it's not just the fulfillment of the basic commandments in order to do it. Someone asked me on, on Thursday last week, why why we even have Pirkei Avot? Surely the Torah is, is enough. Surely if we can learn everything from the Torah, then, then why do we need a book of ethics? So it says in the Torah, in, in, in the book of Devarim, it says several times, You must do what is good and what is upright in the eyes of Hashem your God. And the rabbis say that this is, and it says that four or five times in different configurations, so you should do what is good, you should do what is upright, you should do what is upright and good, you should do what is good and upright. And, and the rabbis explain this, that this is not an extra type of mitzvah. It's not a, a mitzvah on top of the 613 mitzvah that we've got. It is a theme in which we implement those mitzvahs. So you have the laws, you have the, the basic laws, which are, are there laid out for us. But you also have uh, the, the attitude which the mitzvahs are supposed to I- I- engage in, in your mind and the, the type of behavior that we are encouraged to engage in in order, in, in, in order to be seen good as in the eyes of Hashem. And that's not specifically a natural mitzvah. That's just a, a theme in which we implement all the other mitzvot of the Torah. Okay, the last bit of the Mishnah says like this. Al tarbela aser umadot. Don't give... Excess tithes don't give excess uh, presents to Hashem or presents to the Levi or the coin. Um, in, don't give them by estimating. Do it with measurements. So the commandment to give a maaser is that you set right set aside ten one tenth of of whatever you've got, and you give it to the Levi, and you give it to the, you give some to the coin. You give a different side to the coin. Before these, he's forbidden. Uh, it's, before you do all this, it's forbidden to to actually eat anything. It's called tevel. Um, so if you give more than the tenth, then it's fine. You're allowed to, but he said you shouldn't. You should give it. You should give it properly. So the Mishnah says that even though it's it's forbidden to give less than a tenth, you shouldn't be estimating it. The Mishnah is speaking literally about it, and he says it's he, it's a, Rashi says it's like a metaphor for someone without a teacher. You, you, you'll end up living with doubts. You'll make your tithes by estimates, and you're never really sure if you've done if you've done more or less. And the and if you end up giving more, you'll become resentful for it because Hashem has set the boundary at ten percent, which is which is doable, and and you're able to swallow that, and you're able to to able to live with that. 
If you start giving more because you're not sure about what you're supposed to give and because you haven't engaged a teacher who's able to, and a mentor who's able to guide you in the right way, then, then you're going to become despondent and you're going to become resentful. And that's a really bad place to be. Resentfulness is, is really not, not, not clever and it's something that, you, that will affect your relationship with Hashem. So do it properly. Don't estimate the tithes. Do it properly. Hashem, you know, uh, the, the, the requirements of Hashem are, though, are such that we can understand them. We are, we are encouraged to, to participate in them. And of course, nowadays, the tithes are, are the charity, the, the, the stucker that we have to give at, at 10%. 10% means 10%, not sort of some sort of game. Getting involved, uh, and, and this is uh, something what the Meiri says on, on this idea, it says that we, we must get used to being involved with Hashem in accuracy. Dealing accurately with the requirements of Hashem, whether it's not going too far the other way or not going too, too, under, too far underneath it. We have to deal with accuracy. Don't add on different stringencies onto yourself just because you haven't learned properly. You know, when we were discussing about becoming a rabbi, the rabbi said, it's very easy to prohibit things. Just say, you better, better, better you don't do it. You know, oh, you shouldn't do it. Oh, you probably shouldn't do such a thing. It's, it, it's a cop-out. Go and study. Go and learn the actual laws and find find a way to permit things. Now, of course, obviously, some things can't be permitted, but that's what you're supposed to do. Make yourself a rabbi. Make yourself a teacher who's able to, to inspire you to get things right instead of guessing about it. Instead of trying to be over the top. Go and do fulfill what the word of Hashem is. And that's the relationship that we have. Shems doesn't expect us to do to, to put ourselves in a dangerous situation, whether financially, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, in in order to, to serve him. He ex, he expects us. What does he want? He wants us to listen. He wants us to listen to him. If you have a look in the book of Shmuel, chapter 25, the first book of Shmuel, when Shaul Amelech is in trouble for not killing Agag, who ends up being the grandfather of Haman, he says. What do you think Hashem wants? Do you think he wants all these sacrifices? He wants you to listen to him. So Hashem doesn't want extra things. He wants us to do what he says he wants us to do. And that, in this case, is 10%. But I think it's something which follows in all areas of Jewish law and all areas of Jewish outlook. And that's what we have to try and follow. Have a very lovely day and I will see you again soon.